You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. We've got some news about injuries. Unfortunately, talking about this fairly early in the season, again in 2021, which is unfortunate, and a new 49er to replace one of the injured. Uh, we've got Kyle Shanahan, a little audio from him at his Monday press conference talking about a number of things, the running back situation, Ayuk, the wide receiver situation, and of course the injuries and how the 49ers look here coming out of week one at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. And if you're looking for a Sunday pregame show, look no further than the Locked On NFL Sunday Live Show. Every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. No sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff, just football. Every Sunday morning, getting you ready for NFL Sundays with hosts Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson right here on the network. Go check it out on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. It's on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, everywhere. You could find the Locked On NFL Sunday morning pregame show, 11 a.m. Eastern. All right, Croc. It is official now, and we kind of already knew this is going to be the case. Jason Verrett is done for the year, a torn ACL, and the 49ers have added another player at the position to go with Josh Norman, who wasn't active in week one, who they added uh, just last week. Now Dre Kirkpatrick, who they worked out a couple weeks ago before signing Norman, tells me they didn't like him all that much if they waited to sign him until now, but now they're forced to, and so Dre Kirkpatrick, the newest 49er. But uh, first of all, it's all about Verrett, which... It's a huge injury. It's one of the players the 49ers couldn't afford to lose in the back half. He played so well last year, but unfortunately, this is the way his career has gone. It's just a huge bummer for the Niners. It's tough, you know, to see a guy fight through so much adversity and battle back and and, and have such a terrific year last season and to see it in week one. That it's just really unfortunate. And, you know, you see the pain that he was in. Uh, probably mentally, not even like physically, but just crying while walking off the field, man. That was that was tough to watch, just knowing everything that the guy's going through. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. As far as Kirkpatrick, real quick, I think when they initially worked him out, I don't think he was vaccinated. That's what I heard. And then, like, now he's fully vaccinated. So I don't know if that oh. had anything to do with when they decided to not sign him and then sign him or whatever, but that's something they kind of keep note of. I saw somebody mention that on social media i think we're gonna hit some questions hard tomorrow so find us on twitter at bd peacock at eric underscore crocker maybe hit a couple questions today one here from rdc on twitter he says he's wondering what you guys think of gary and Connolly, the former raider he's out there younger missed all of last year gary and Connolly. i wasn't as high on him coming out but i i mean there's there's some talent there is it more talent than maybe some of the other guys that they have in, in the building? I think in theory, you know, he was a guy that, you know, ran well and jumped well, he tested extremely well, but just inconsistent play, like a lot of these other guys. But I would say this, I'd rather have Conley than Drake Kirkpatrick. <laughs> I feel that way too, just because of the unknown of potentially being better, and you're kind of locked into Conley. He's a veteran. I, he, he had the worst year of his career last year, according to Pro Football Focus. He had like a 40-something grade. Kirkpatrick. In cover- about, Drake right? Kirkpatrick, yeah, Kirkpatrick. Yeah. And... Toasted a couple times against the Seahawks, who are coming up in a couple of weeks there. So ideally, he's maybe not playing much for the 49ers. And the way D'Amador Lenore played, 90 snaps, by the way, for Demo. And I think he only gave up one catch. That's a pretty damn good game for a rookie. 
Yeah, one catch for three yards. That's pretty amazing. And Kyle Shanahan asked about Lenore, and he he didn't want to heap too much praise on the rookie. He said he played good but could clean up some things. And he actually mentioned the same play you did, Croc, yesterday when we were talking about Lenore, that a guy got behind him and it didn't end up hurting because it wasn't a completed pass, but he did get beat deep once. Long foul ball. Yeah, exactly. So Kirkpatrick and Jason Verrett out. Kyle Shanahan said he would never count out Jason Verrett. Loves the dude. But obviously, he was in the last year of his deal here with the 49ers. He was on a one-year contract. So um, I have to imagine the 49ers will try to bring him back, and he probably won't be expensive next year. But who's he going to be? And we kind of had those questions already, and it took him a couple years to get back from all his previous injuries. So that's a tough one. I don't know. could be a career ender. I don't want to put that on him. Uh, We'll see how that goes with Jason Verrett. But he is now done for the season and will be a free agent next year in the NFL. Where do we go next? The other injury was Raheem Mostert. Two, I mean, he was 10 yards per carry. Uh, Mostert's so good in this offense. It's so frustrating because he can't stay healthy and he can't be the guy. And maybe that's the way it's always going to be for him as well. The running back version of Verrett in this, in this case. Not as not as significant of injuries for Mostert, but just, you know, nagging ones. And, always something. Yeah. And now, now I watched him early on. I said, ooh, he had the 10-yard carry. I'm yeah. like, okay. Had another 10-yard carry. I said, okay, let's go. He's going to break off a big one this game. I just know it. And... I didn't even it. realize he was hurt or anything. And then next thing I know, I saw him walking on the sideline and they're reporting an injury. I'm like, what? what? When? when? Then his wife, I mean, come on, 49 fans. Wife receiving death threats and stuff like that. Like, they call him Mr. Glass. <laughs> which, that was kind of funny. The, <laughs> the Mr. Oh, Glass thing was funny. I but. mean, there's just some idiotic fans out there. What are you doing contacting people, first of all? And, and his uh, wife. Come on. Just ridiculous. It's so stupid. Um IR for Raheem Mostert could come back though. I think it's supposed to be about an eight week thing. Chipped, chipped cartilage. Is that worse than like a torn meniscus or is that just different wording for it? I've never heard of it being chipped, but I got something going on in my knee and I think I need to get it looked at too. I might be out eight weeks because it's, it won't, the swelling won't go down for me. It's not good. Um, Yeah. I might have some chipped cartilage or something going on in my knee. Uh, eight, yeah, eight weeks or so, maybe. We'll see what happens with Raheem Mostert. Hopefully he is back. But Kyle Shanahan at that Monday press conference talked about Jeff Wilson. And I'd kind of forgotten about Wilson. Is already on IR and uh, could re- or the pup list or whatever, non-football injury. I can't remember what the list is called that he's on. But he said he thought that maybe week six to eight-ish, Jeff Wilson could be back. So the 49ers still do have some reserves there. And they got a lot of young players already on the roster. They got hasty. They got... Elijah Mitchell went for 100 yards in week one, surprisingly, because Trey Sermon was not on the field. He didn't even have a uniform on. And Kyle Shanahan talked about that. And uh, basically, yeah, uh, he just said that Mitchell, in his short time, even though he was injured a lot in camp, looked a little ahead of Trey Sermon. I'm glad someone tagged us in the uh, clip of John Chapman kind of talking about how 49ers, they don't care where you're drafted or anything like that or how much money you're make, making. Like, if you are outplaying the person in front of you, they're, they're going to they're gonna play you. And I appreciate that. Like, I, I appreciate knowing that I have an opportunity regardless. Uh, you know, as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm playing well. We see it with Trent Sherfield and Brandon Ayuk where, you know, a lot of people are like, man, Brandon Ayuk, that's the guy. And, and Kyle Shanahan, and we'll get to it. It's like, yeah, we don't see a difference. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, and we got the the audio for the IUK one here because I want yeah, so to. I hold off on commenting on that, but yeah, I like the fact that if you are doing well, and that's people are gonna like that. Like that's gonna attract guys. That's gonna attract fridge, and that's gonna make people like really work hard and really get after it. Knowing like, dude, if you slip, slip up, I'm gonna be here waiting. And, and 
and I'll be the one that he plays. We've seen it with Ambry Thomas, who was the third-round pick, and they, they elect to go with Diamondo Lenore. You talked about him playing well. Uh, and, I mean, we've seen it really – Kendrick Bourne, a guy who – he wasn't drafted, he was undrafted, and he kind of carved out his own niche, and he had his low moments but snapped out of it you know, after kind of getting in, you know, that talking to from Kyle Shanahan and him end up, you know, doing well in his role. So I like it, man. And and if Mitchell is better than Sermon, which he runs, a, he runs, a, runs a little bit, look good. Yeah. Look good. And so I have some thoughts on that, actually, with the meritocracy and how it works for the 49ers and in theory, how it should be and in reality, how it is. Uh, and we'll play the quote next from Kyle Shanahan on Brandon Ayuk and why Trent Sherfield was playing ahead of Ayuk in week one uh, comments on Trey Lance as well. And we'll get into uh, everything else going on with the 49ers. Uh, a little look into the numbers a little bit more and some of your questions coming up. Still plenty of time to get all your bets in for the rest of this week's NFL schedule at betonline.ag. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including Online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest. And get a 100% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. Head over to the website, use your mobile device, your computer, whatever you got to sign up today and receive that 100% welcome bonus. There's news and odds on just about anything you can imagine, from football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. No, I just think he's got a better person, had a better person behind him this year in training camp, and um, with Ayuk missing some time, and um, how well Trent Sherfield played, and especially Ayuk missing some time heading into that game. Um, it wasn't a very tough decision. I mean, we were going to rotate him throughout the game, and I think um, I think Trent ended up having 29 plays, and I think Ayuk had 25. So that was about how we expected it to go. One of the split time like that, thought um, Ayuk could get a few more punt returns, and thought he'd get a few more targets. But when guys are rotating that much, 50-50, I don't really ask much. Is in, I'm good with either one of them getting the ball. Whoever is in there at the time um, doesn't matter to me. There you have it. That is Kyle Shanahan on Brandon Ayuk in the wide receiver depth chart Monday following the 49ers win Sunday against the Detroit Lions. And, quote, it wasn't a very tough decision, end quote, Ooh. Croc. Like, that That's is spicy. undrafted guy coming in on the vet minimum and Trent Sherfield beating out your first rounder you traded up for last year that everyone was expecting massive things from coming into this season it wasn't even a tough decision to have Sherfield getting more snaps than Brandon Ayuk, and it was not the injury. This was just a straight up. This guy beat out this guy. I like. I'm, I'm kind of shocked by this one. I saw it. I'm tell, I, I mentioned the uh, on on the most recent podcast episode where I noticed it in training camp. I mean, I'm, I've noticed it in preseason. I, I saw that rotation of guys. And nobody else really pointed out. Maybe they just didn't yeah, think much of it. Didn't really think. I, like, eh. I, I noticed it too, but didn't think that much of it. It was like, it was more about, okay, well, Ayuk's obviously the dude, but then Sherfield's playing well and he's carving out some time. That's the way I took it. I didn't take it as, oh, Sherfield and Debo are starting. Ayuk's a backup. Yeah. I mean, I didn't look at it. I, I didn't know what to think of it, but I did know why I thought, like, why isn't Ayuk starting? Like, why is Trent Sherfield starting? Why is he on the field? Is it maybe a personnel thing or whatever? But I did notice it. Um, I love it. I listened to Trent Sherfield on KBR, and when you hear about how he prepared and how serious he took this, 
right? I mean, this is a guy who he was talking about coming from Arizona. The offense was super simple. Comes to 49ers, gets that, uh, said he got that, uh, the, the, the iPad. And he was like, man, it was just so difficult. There was so much to learn. But he not only learned whatever spot they told him he was going to be playing, he learned all three receiver spots and the running backs routes as well. So he knew how to work off of those. Went over it with his wife. His wife was calling the plays. He'd have to know their routes from every single spot. And to know that he he took it that serious, and we saw him, you know, the way he was kind of barking at guys during practice. Diamandu Lenore had a tough time with him, kept, you know, giving up deep balls to him, and he was letting them hear about it. The mindset that he has, like, that's what Kyle Shanahan wants in his guys. Everybody so far that's had a tough time with Kyle Shanahan and maybe getting in his doghouse or maybe getting some of their snaps taken away is guys that are a little bit more on the softer side. Now, I'm not saying that's the case with IU, but we've seen it with other guys, with the Dante Pettis, and even Dante Pettis openly coming out and saying that he had a tough time hearing those things and really didn't know how to take it, and it wasn't personal. But And, and we've seen the Akela Witherspoon incident. And this is another one of those incidents. We're going to see how Brandon Ayuk responds, but I know for sure – Trent Sherfield, that is a Kyle Shanahan type of guy. Absolutely, so. yeah. So now you find out who's going to wilt or who's going to step up under the pressure. And it's it's clear now that Kyle does have that, whatever you want to call it, quote-unquote doghouse is, is what I've been calling it, and I think it fits. Kyle Shanahan has that, and that's his style. And, and we know that now, and we've seen it multiple times. And to, um, I don't know who tweeted at us with that clip from John Chapman, uh, who's a friend of the program and a good dude. And yeah, a meritocracy. And in theory, you want it to always be a meritocracy. But I have a couple questions about that. Um, one is the consistency and sort of the continuity on your offense. If you don't know what the depth chart is every week, is that a good way to do it? Because I was, I was kind of thinking back to last year and, and really the entire regime. Like, I can't really think of back-to-back games when the 49ers started the same damn people right and it's, it's I think consistency has to get hurt at some point a lot of it's because of injuries but some of it's because of this kind of depth chart stuff and I feel like us the fans uh in-house the players and I feel like the staff everybody should be really on the same page and kind of know like you should know where you stand too in an organization right I feel like that could could be of benefit, but it's not to say that just because you were drafted higher, paid a lot of money that you should play over a guy who's beating you out either. I think with Kyle Shanahan, you just have to earn that. Like you have to earn the right to get that consistency from him. You have to earn to get that playing time, those snaps, those reps, those targets. You know, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're putting forth your best foot for he's challenging everybody. He challenged Debo Samuel and Debo Samuel looks like he's taking, you know, he's stepped up for the, to the challenge and had his best game as an NFL uh, player. Like he's going to challenge you if he feels like you're slipping or, or, or taking a step back in any part of your game and you got to step up to the challenge. But I like the fact that he does it with everyone. He's done it with his quarterback, with Jimmy Garoppolo. And there are some people that feel like, well, he should coddle his quarterback. Like, why is he so hard on him? But he expects a certain level of expectations. And if you prepare to that standard, if you play to that standard, you're going to be fine. It's going to be the same with Trey Lance. And that's why he's probably, you know, Trey Lance, another team, could have easily just been like, oh, we're just going with the rookie just because. And Kyle Shanahan is not going to make it easy for him. But you're either going to step up or you're not. I think they drafted Trey Lance because they know that he is somebody that's willing to step up to the challenge. And once he figures it out, he's going to be fine. And Kyle Shanahan will probably be your best friend. It seems like everybody that likes Kyle Shanahan, they're just that type of guy. Look at Matt Ryan. Had his best years. You look at the receivers that play with him. They had their best years, and they don't mind him because they were willing to put in the work. And they didn't 
you know, and it just didn't get handed to them and they produced. And I feel like if you do that on a consistent basis with Kyle Shanahan, you'll be all right. But if you don't and you think that you're going to just step in here and think it's going to be easy peasy and you're going to be slacking off in certain areas, he ain't going to like that. I hear about how uh, um, Julio Jones practices. He practices hard every single time. He runs his routes hard every single time. He's preparing. He's learning. He's teaching. They talk about his IQ. Like those are the type of players he likes and he wants. So if you're not living up to that standard or that expectations, then you can end up where Ayuk is now. Now it's just going to be about how does Ayuk react? How does he respond to this? Looking at those, I'm looking at PFF right now, looking at the total snap count, and it doesn't seem like it, but Ayuk only had one less snap than Trent Sherfield. So Kyle was right. It was, it was more like a 50-50 situation, but when Ayuk was not targeted at all, that was the big thing that stood out versus Sherfield, even though they played the same amount of snaps. Well, the, the thing is, there's certain things that he does for guys that he knows is going to work and clear and open things up. And I've seen him do those things for Brandon Ayuk. And this game, it was flip-flop. It was for Debo. Yeah. Now, Debo got his opportunities, and we saw that. Got his opportunities in abundance. But there were times that he knows he could put Ayuk there and get Ayuk this uh, deep over route catch for a 25-yard game. But he said, no, nah, like, I'm drawing it up for Debo Samuel. So <laughs> I get what he's saying, but he knows what his reads are. He knows who's the who's the main guy. He knows Jimmy Garoppolo likes to throw in rhythm. That's where the ball is going to go. Now, maybe when it's Trey Lance back there eventually, he is a guy that will not just throw to his first read. He'll buy time and he'll look to throw downfield and do those things. But right now, you ain't the, if you're not the first guy and the plays are drawn up for you, you might be in a little bit of trouble. And we saw that with not just Ayuk, but – I mean, Trent Sherfield, too, he only had like two or three targets. It wasn't like he had – he's seen a ton of passes as well. Even George Kittle, I think for the first half, for a while, he was pretty silent, whether it was the first quarter or first half or something like that. He started picking it up and and, and getting his yardage and running out to catch and things like that. But it was all Debo at first. Yeah, well, they didn't have a lot of plays in the first quarter or the that fourth too. quarter yeah. because they had the, the fumble on the first – uh, the first snap of the game on offense. Then the second drive, they came back and had the touchdown drive that ended in the, the Lance touchdown throw to um, to Sherfield. And in the fourth quarter, they had a short drive and then fumble and they, you know, the onside kick. So the Lions had the ball a ton. So it was really the second and third quarters where most of the damage was done in late in the first quarter for the 49ers offense. Uh, Muhammad Sanu had 20 total snaps. So he had. Uh, he was the wide receiver four in that game as far as snaps go. And then Debo had 46. So Debo was the true one, and he was targeted like the one. And uh, I love Debo. If he can stay healthy, I'm still worried about those minor injuries in the feet and the the, the, the hamstrings and the quads and the ankles and all those things. Like, I, I hope he stays healthy. I think it was one of your guys that you talked to, Croc, that – a little bit worried about him biomechanically how he runs that it's gonna that he runs heavy and it's gonna wear him down so we'll see yeah. if he goes through those injuries this year but he looks really healthy and nice and fast and stealing chains going up to get balls running by guys yards per catch everything so huge stock up for love Debo one of my favorite players on the 49ers if not my favorite player love him a last note here on the meritocracy and what's going on with Sermon and Ayuk and guys beating them out and again I have no problem with it but the problem I have isn't so much about the depth chart, except from a consistency standpoint. You would like that to eventually, year five of Shanahan, to sort of you have a really good idea of where guys stand on the depth chart and, and have some consistency on your team and on your roster. But the thing that worries me most is the waste of resources in the draft. You can't have your fifth and sixth rounders 
outperforming your first, second, and third rounders every single year, especially when you're spending extra fourths and fifths to move up in the first and second round to go get these guys that are being outperformed by guys picked later. So who's making these picks? And someone's got to get kicked out of the draft room, right? Like, I feel like Kyle, love it. Meritocracy, coach him up. But, like, take a vacation in March and April or something because, like, what are we doing here wasting these draft picks, trading up for guys, and then you're not even utilizing them. They get beaten out in their first rookie training camp and in their second year training camp after, uh, you know, showing talent on the field. So I, that that's one thing that worries me a little bit about this. I think my bigger issue is why the regression from some guys, right? Like, why the step back? And maybe he's trying to nip that in the bud and try to tell them, like, hey, you can't walk around like your stuff don't stink, but you need to prepare the same way you did as a rookie and how you came in here all green and wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to work and work hard, and and you had that level of success. Now let's take it to the next level. Maybe maybe they're why, – why aren't they? Like, why aren't they taking it to the next level? So I think that's the big question because you talked about these young guys, and IU, he, he had success. Like, he played well. He was looking like yeah. wide receiver one. He was getting 12 targets a game down there. Like, he was balling. Now, why is he splitting time with Trent Sherfield? Like, that's the question. So, we got to figure that out. And it sounds like Kyle's holding the player accountable. So, yeah, I mean, so, and that's the thing is is sort of holding him back in week one, trying to light a fire under him. Does that make him better week three through 17? You know what I mean? Like, and is that the idea? And then we'll see those guys, and we'll see Sermon, and we'll see – Ayuk uh, being those dudes later in the season because of this, uh, so that's the question that will be to de- to be determined. And we've got a committee quarterback, a committee backfield that happens a lot with running backs of the committees. And I think Kyle Shanahan, we expected that coming in, but we didn't expect the wide receiver by committee and a quarterback by committee. So it's just an o- offense by committee. I think the offensive line well, are the only ones that weren't subbing it, in and out in that game. It's by committee, but not if you're Debo Samuel. Like he's getting all the targets. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He was the second highest graded player on the 49ers, by the way, according to Pro Football Focus. Number one was Trent Williams. He was hip tossing, dude. He was he was just being regular old Trent Williams in the run game, in the pass blocking game. So stock up for him. George Kittle was the third highest on the defensive side of the ball. Did you see his pancakes? Which one? Kittles? Kittle? Yeah. Oh, Kittle's a monster. Oh, he's out there pancaking dudes. He pancaked two guys in one play. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Wow. Dude's a monster. He is. Then the run after catch and he's um, – Falcon punch and oh man, all that good stuff. Like it, it's so fun watching him play. Yeah, our guy um, Kruger wanted us to. What did he say? Oh no, I can't find it now. Gosh, I thought I. Uh... Well, well, why you find that? I just want to say one thing about George Kittle and just the way he plays. And you look at Debo Samuel and even like the running back uh, 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 Mitchell. Mitchell. Forty mm-hmm. Nineers have some sweet offensive players. Like they got sweet players all over the field. And there's a lot of people in the panic. Like man, don't, don't panic. Like. No. They're they're, they're fine. They got playmakers all over the field. They're going to be just fine. Obviously, like, you know, defense, you don't want to let off the gas when you're up 41 to 10 or whatever it was. But, dude, they're going to be just fine, you guys. Don't don't panic. I've seen a lot of people panicking. Now, all of a sudden, they're just by far the worst team in the NFC West because the other three teams play well. It's like, come on, man. Let's, let's. They're going to be fine. <laughs> NFC West 4-0. Niners are going to be fine on the offensive side of the ball. Um, it, I get it's frustrating for those of you who have IUK and Sermon on your fantasy football teams. but uh, And I do have – I don't have Sermon on any teams, but I have uh, a lot of Mostert, and I do have some IUK stock. But um, 
it's going to be fine because the guys who were out there were balling. And here's Kruger's tweet about it. He said, when y'all peep the film review, check out the tight end blocking on Mitchell's touchdown. Solid block by Warner, but Kittle destroyed number 95. Yikes. So, yeah. Also, it's good to see Warner on the field. That was a guy who was like, man, is he going to, you know, last year you just heard all the negative things about him. And now this year he came in. We talked about him improving, not just as a, a blocker, but him in the past game, like, you know, running routes, catching passes, and catching fireballs from Trey Lance. And it was, it was really good to see him be productive in, from that standpoint because they were saying, like, that that wasn't what he was coming out of Georgia. But now he looks to be doing those things. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see the progression with him. So why why we get it with him, but we can't get it from IU? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Uh, and, and some of the other highest graded players for the 49ers offense, the offensive line did really well in that game. Brunskill, Tomlinson, uh, Garoppolo, Trent Sherfield was up there. So those were most of the, the, the higher graded players in the 49ers offense, which you know passes the eyeball test. Those, those guys were playing well. Next, Kyle talked about, talked about Trey Lance, why he didn't play more, why he played a little. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about Trey Lance's grade because some people were upset about it from PFF. We'll do that next. All right, football fans, tell me if this sounds familiar. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for some other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And that would be the best part, except there's also no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. You can save not only money, but you can save time when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's only $216, the very same exact part from rockauto.com. Family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockauto.com prices are reliably low for every customer, no matter if you are a professional or an at-home do-it-yourselfer. They are stocked with everything you need, an unbelievable Selection at rockauto.com, everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for the inside of your vehicle. Oh, and the all-important wiper blades, which was my first purchase from rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I believe it was Grant Cohn who asked Kyle Shanahan Monday during the press conference about Trey Lance and why he only played four snaps if it was good for his development. And you could tell that Kyle's a little bit frustrated. He was somewhat frustrated overall, probably because of the big injuries that happened. But um, (laughs) I think Grant might have got under his skin a little bit with this question. But essentially, about Trey Lance, Kyle said, a few plays is better than no plays. And... I agree, but 
in that fourth quarter, one of the things that I thought could have happened that didn't was to see some extended playing time from Trey Lance, not jumping on the field one time and running a, uh, a zone read and getting out of there, but maybe building some plays together in the, in the fourth quarter when they had that huge lead and maybe getting some of those other guys off the field like Nick Bosa and, and Jason Verrett. And unfortunately, um, that didn't happen. Unfortunately for Verrett, he did say Bosa came out 100% and was looking good after this game, which is a bonus because he had played zero snaps uh, in, in months since last September, in fact, and he had 51 snaps in this game. He didn't play as many as Lenore's 90 snaps, but he played a ton of snaps, and he was soaking wet, and he was gassed, as was most of that defensive line late in that game. But Trey Lance, I'm kind of surprised he didn't play more as well. What would you think about the comments about Trey Lance? A few plays is better than no plays. Yeah, I think that's just him not really caring for Grant Cohen asking the question. And again, I said it before we started recording. Like, I appreciate that because you don't get that type of question from a lot of the 49ers beat writers or they word it a different way and kind of tiptoe around what exactly they really are trying to say. So Grant just came out and said it. Awesome. You got the response. Uh, I do think maybe some of it had to do with how much was he a part of the game plan initially because he talked about how even on the first drive, he wasn't expecting to get him in. And it seemed like he just kind of threw him in at certain moments. Was it the finger? So that kind of made it to where they didn't really prepare for him a, a, a specific amount of reps in the game or a specific role heading into Philadelphia. We'll see if they incorporate Trey Lance a little bit more. I'd be curious to see that because I, I, I'd expect them to both through the air and on the ground. And they got to do it in the air because – those teams, they were all over it in the run game. Even on the touchdown pass, if you look at that front seven, they're looking right at Trey Lance trying to see, like, well, okay, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, you let Debo get behind you over here. You got uh, Trent Sherfield wide open. So then when he actually did run, everybody was on it. They were swarming on that. Yeah. So they're going to have to let him kind of come out, throw a little bit, and open it up to where it's not just so – Oh, every time Trey Lance is in, he's going to run the ball. Yeah, they were definitely expecting the run when Trey Lance came in the game, especially in the red zone, and that's why I think Sherfield was so wide open on that touchdown. And uh, the three lowest-graded offensive players, according to PFF, were Brandon Ayuk in his 26 snaps, Mike McGlinchey, and then at the bottom was Trey Lance. And people were surprised because he only had four snaps, and one of them was a touchdown pass. And um, and we talked about this before, the way PFF grades. It's, you know, every play is graded zero, plus five, minus, or plus point five plus one, plus 1.5, up to 0.2. So plus or minus 0.2 in 0.5 increments for each play. So essentially, he had three runs that didn't really do anything. So those were probably, you know, minus 0.5s. Then he had a touchdown pass that was, you know, play action. It was wide open. He hit the throw. He didn't miss it. So plus one, I don't know what that would have been. But overall, you could see how maybe he would have a negative grade throughout the game just because three of his plays probably weren't graded high and one of them was, but it wasn't an amazing play. The touchdown wasn't made because of Trey Lance. He just, you know, didn't screw it up. So that's where Trey Lance stands. There's not really too much you can take from it after four plays. I was hoping to see a little bit more of him maybe when the game started to get out of hand there in the fourth quarter, although it did start to get very close at that point, so I could see why they would want to put the starters back in the game uh, if that would have been the case anyway. But anyway, Trey Lance, it was fun to see him on the field, and it's fun to see him get a touchdown. All five rookie first-round quarterbacks scored touchdowns in week one, by the way. The one I wasn't sure about was... Justin Fields. I didn't think we'd see him in there. And he got in there early, just like the Niners used Trey Lance. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, They threw him a little bit as well. The one key note, though, about those quarterbacks, all five, only one that scored a touchdown, which they all scored touchdowns, but only one of the first-round rookie quarterbacks walked out of this stadium with a win, and it was Trey Lance. It was Trey Lance. Every That's true. And I'm watching the, uh, the Raiders about to kick off right now. 
that's a sweet stadium, man. Does it look nice? That's sweet. Oh, first time beautiful. there's been fans in it, right? Oh, and they're packed. It's a packed house. They got that. They got this flame thing all lit up with fire. They got the DJ. I mean, it it looks sweet. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little jealous because you'll get that. It doesn't look like that at Levi Stadium. <laughs> you know, you probably can't tell Ravens uniforms look like Raiders. So even if there's a lot of Ravens fans, you wouldn't be able to tell that well. Because I always wondered in Las Vegas, since it's so easy to travel in and out of there, I would feel like it would be heavy with away fans and they might not have the truest home field advantage and obviously they the Raiders haven't been in Las Vegas so long time so there's probably a ton of like 49ers fans in Vegas a ton of Rams yeah. fans in Vegas you know I think I think well the Raiders do have a, a large fan base in LA so for people in LA it's only a few hour drive to yeah. Vegas yeah so I, I'd expect flight. them to still have a good amount of, of of fans for people coming from Southern California we're about out of time here, Croc. Uh, real quick, defensive side of the ball. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll save some of the defensive notes for tomorrow's show, and we'll take some of your questions as well. Hit me on Twitter, at BD Peacock. You can find Croc at Eric underscore Crocker. We'll talk to you then. No Winky Wednesday this week, by the way, but I think Wink is going to have make a little guest appearance on the last pod of the week before week two because he's out of town. So hopefully Wink's having fun in Yosemite. If Wink, you're listening to this, Drive safe up and down the mountain. And for everybody else, we'll talk to you tomorrow right here. Locked on 49ers.